This Phil Steele and Heisman Trophy edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Oh, just the two of us over here getting ready for a college football spectacular. College football but spectacular. How Dur- do we have time during two days? I know. For college football. Uh, joining us as always when we talk college football, Kobe Dan, aka the Dantabase. What's up, Colby? Oh, he's got the Heisman pose. <laughs> oh, that was you're coming right at yeah, the camera. And 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 uh, look, I got to be honest, guys. When you first said, "Hey, check out," uh, you know, Discord. I actually thought that was a sport. I thought oh, it was like wow. some sport that I had never like heard of lie. going on in like fucking the Netherlands or something. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Discord channel is fire, and uh, we're gonna be doing uh, we're gonna be doing a uh, NFL futures Q and A. <laughs> with the listeners. What? So stay tuned. Sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. And we are almost Wait. up to our 420th member. So oh, well, hold Woo, on. About weed. if I'm not, you I'm are not only the president, I'm also a member. If uh, whoever <laughs> is the 420th member to join our mm. discord, sports gambling podcast.com slash discord, you will get a $42 gift card to the uh, SGPN store, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So again, if you're on the fence, Hop in now, you might be that yeah. lucky winner. I have a funny uh, gift card story. Sure, uh, you know how the like strange things cause people from your past to reach out to you to be like, "Oh wow, you're you guys are doing it. You're 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 making it. You're you're pursuing your dream of talking about gambling." <laughs> gift cards in the store. I got one of those. Wow. Really? That's I mean, that's some that's some. You guys are really doing it. Oh wow! They were blown away <laughs> by the gift card in the store. Perfect. <laughs> I've made it. That that was. I mean, come on, let's and go. And if you are a uh, a wife or a girlfriend, uh, and your husband or boyfriend is forcing you to listen to this episode, perfect gift for that said. <laughs> or if you're just a cool chick, obviously we got some uh, chick gear in there. That's we got some kid gear. If you want to put your, I, I appreciate in the Discord, someone someone reached out saying, hey, "Loving the team previews, Colby. My wife hates you something awful, but <laughs> love the team previews." <laughs> or maybe maybe that's maybe your wife hates Colby, but maybe you get her a sweet uh, college football experience shirt. With the official, uh, with some team colors there, and then maybe that, maybe that wins her over. I, I certainly <laughs> think if you're, you know, 
you know, maybe he's hard to, to buy for because all he wants to do is gamble and you can't get gift cards. Uh, mm. At, at, mm. Maybe not yet. Hey, if they're listening, that's a great win idea. Bet. Win bet gift cards for the book. <laughs> oh yeah, man. What an episode. We got our Heisman trophy picks coming up and then interview with the one and only Phil Steele. But hey, speaking of one and only, the one and only official sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know it, you love it. Win bet. That's right. Bet big. Win bigger with Win Bet. I mean, they got this sweet uh, fifty dollar uh, bet. Win a two hundred dollar promotion in free bets, and uh, the the win out where you get reduced juice on select games Thursday, five p.m. East. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet reduce juice on the NFL opening kickoff. You know you're gonna be betting on that. Why get it at a bad, nu- a bad number? Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. And end of July, no more chance to enter the ultimate fantasy football experience. So plenty of reasons to head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present the state. Or play through win, but it's available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call one 800 All right, Heisman Trophy picks, and then the great Phil Steele. Uh, we did some dabbling early on uh, in, in the process, but I think I got I think I got what I'm locked into here. Uh, Kramer, I'll let you kick things off. What do you? Uh, what's your first Heisman Trophy pick? I'm giving out two. Um, I, I okay. So I, I was going to say, how do you want to do this? Do you want to just rattle through the list from the bottom to the top? Okay. I feel like I feel like it won't take that long because most of these guys are lawn chair like trash people will whiz by. Um uh, or we can just give out some guys. Yeah, let's Your just call. give out some guys. All right. Well, I'll start with the guy that I I, I think the price might have even gotten better. Hendon Hooker. I like I understand why this is a long shot. Yeah. Uh, yet he's only forty to one, but I mean the uh, the, the numbers could be there. He is in the SEC East, Colby. I mean, you're going to tell me why there's no fucking chance they could do any that make any real noise. And I think Sean and I agree. Uh, we snagged Alabama to win the SEC in the futures <laughs> draft, minus 125. And I, I think they're going to be, uh, you know, w- w- pretty big favorites in all their games. So, yeah, coming back to it, Hennon Hooker, obviously the VT, the hokey ties. But I mean, it, it's certainly he's going to put up the numbers, right? Well, and he's had a big enough school. It's a uh, they have I know a that, huge alumni yeah. base. Like Tennessee is itching and, and for a, something it's a, it's positive. A fun, it's a fun narrative, right? I, I think there is a little bit of a narrative thing. Certainly, they do lean towards the bigger schools, the SEC schools. But I think you know, you get you know, he's having a great run. All of a sudden, Peyton Manning's at the and, at the game. It's not only the SEC schools. I would say it's just any of the blue bloods. Like a perfect example. That's just mind numbing. If you, if you dive into this is Sean Clifford who has had his struggles as Penn state's quarterback. Now, some of that's not his fault. He's had a lot of different coordinators. He has the same odds as Brandon Armstrong. So Sean Clifford threw uh, he threw for 21 touchdowns and had two rushing touchdowns a season ago, 3,100 yards. Brandon Armstrong missed two games or a game in, a, in three fourths threw for 4,500 yards, had 31 touchdowns and had nine rushing touchdowns, 40 touchdowns combined and they're the same value. I mean, is Sean, couldn't Sean Clifford be this year's uh, Kenny Pickett? 
Sure. I but mean, I'm just saying like that, like clearly they're, they're, you they're giving value to Penn state and devaluing university were, were of Virginia. You, were you getting, were you getting excited about Kenny Pickett before last year? I was because I thought Mark Whipple was a really okay. good OC. The system's better, like six-year thing. Those I mean, parallels, like about, that feels I, strong. I mean, right? Sam Hartman. If you, I'm think, not going to agree with a Virginia take. Okay, well, <laughs> so how about Sam Hartman then? Because he he yeah. had 50 combined touchdowns, 10 more than Brennan Armstrong, and and the love is not there. Wh- where's man. the number? What's the number on Hartman? On Hartman, it is, he is better than than Brennan Armstrong, but not by much. He's a uh, uh, 600 to one. No. Wait, so, I'm sorry, 60, 60 to 1, 60 to 1, 60 to 1, yeah. Oh, so that actually so when I earlier in the process on April 6th when we first discussed this, I gave out Hartman at 40 to 1. So you're telling me he's gone down to wow, 60 cuz he's one. at Wake Forest, man, and that, that's but that again, number accumulating stats is part of the game, but I think yeah, to your point, he's never going to win, right? And uh my first one I'll toss out I and, and we get into this uh Phil Steele has a bunch of good points in the interview. Dylan Gabriel at Oklahoma. And now I'm not super high on Oklahoma. Like I, I am on the under on the win total, but at 40 to one right now, uh, mm. Dylan Gabriel, like the, the, the formula is there. I mean, he absolutely still made some great points about the consistency as far as like the coaching, the type of scheme um, he's shown that in like a, you know, UCF, they're high powered offense, th- throwing the ball a ton. I mean, Big Twelve very conducive to putting up some big passing numbers. It's a great story, and he's shown. You know, you look at some of his other years; like he's he's thrown for thirty plus uh, passing touchdowns before. If he gets somehow gets like forty passing touchdowns with Oklahoma, which is in the range of possibilities, forty to one, I I, I think is really fun. You got a forty to one, nice. Uh, you know, you know, at sixty to one. And I think they might actually, they might be a big enough brand because we saw Lamar Jackson get it. Malik Cunningham mm. at Louisville. Yeah. Kind of flying With under shiny the radar. Helmets. He had <laughs> 20 rushing touchdowns last year. Uh, also had 19 throwing touchdowns to six picks. Uh, if he has a, a, an even better year, okay. I, I could totally see him having a. So, what are you, what are you, what are you locking in on, Dan to base? Let's, let's uh, sprinkle a little bit on the Cunningham effect. Um, we, what, do you, what do you see Malik Cunningham at? Uh, sixty to one. Sixty to one. Okay. Um, I, I still think your 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 best play is is uh is Bryce Young. I think Bryce Young. Really? I think oh, Alabama is okay. loaded, and I think so. So off that, what do you see in Bryce Young? It's like what three to one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's three to one. See, yeah. I I think they're gonna be hesitant to give it to uh Bryce Young back to back years, but I think I saw this long shot. Uh, Jameer Gibbs. 50 to one, the Alabama running back. Mm. I think that is, he had, he put up pretty good numbers at Georgia tech last year. If I'm, if I'm correct, Um, you know, Alabama obviously has an amazing offensive line. I think it's going to be tough to get it to Bryce young back to back years. They're going to be looking for a different story. Gibbs is already projected as a, um, you know, top two round NFL draft pick and the last running back to win the Heisman trophy, Alabama. 2016, Derrick Henry. He might be splitting some time though. I like the Will Anderson play actually as probably on the defense. Yeah, makeup call the, for last year. Yeah, yeah, he should have won the it season. Last will, year. Yeah. That will be the What's problem. What's Will Anderson's odds? At 20 to one, but people will. That will be his biggest problem. Is he has if he's not better than last year, people will point to that, and then that might cause him to not win it unless it's a whole bunch of quarterbacks that no one really pokes their head up. Now another and I'll and I'll uh, nice transition to my next one, but. Um, Caleb Williams being seven to one makes sense, right? Like quarterback factory, 
uh, Lincoln Riley moving out to SC. But why? Why is the crosstown rival? Why is uh door our, our boy Chip Kelly's boy? Even though he didn't want him, but brought him back. Dorian Thompson Robinson going off at eighty to one. Wow! Well, especially uh, I think with the hype of them going to the Big Ten. Exactly, yeah. they're big enough to have a, a, a you know enough of the narrative game. If he can again accumulate numbers in that Chip Kelly offense, yeah, and and we didn't even get to it too much in the surprise teams, but UCLA I think is one of uh, Phil Steele's surprise teams has has a number of metrics pointing up. I you know even when we did that UCLA and USC leaving uh, episode, I do think you I I have UCLA getting getting their over and USC on the under. Um, you know, so I, I think the case is there is really great. And you know, Chip Kelly finally getting his system locked in. So I'm going to co-sign that one as my longest long shot. So Dorian Thompson, Robinson, 80 to one, uh, Jameer Gibbs, 50 to one, uh, Dylan Gabriel, 40 to one shop around for that one. But there, there are a couple of 40 to one. So that's, that's what my official portfolio is looking like. Um. Anything I, else you got? Wait. In so, all right. Sorry. Say yours again. I was. I'm, I want to make Dylan sure. Dylan Gabriel. Him. Yep. We we have him. Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs. That's who I missed. And then I'm I'm co-signing your Dorian Thompson Robinson because okay. I want to I want to be in on the Bruins. I'll go. I'll go. Scratch the brace. Give, give it. Lock it down to three, Colby. That's too chalky. Let's yeah, go. You can't, you Let's can't. go, Anderson. Okay. You do. Uh, you've been talking about Anderson a lot. I'll go Anderson Cunningham. And I got a real long shot. I'm trying to pull him up right now, odds wise. Give me, give me a name. His name is Donovan Edwards. Uh, if he's tell me the story. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not Donovan Edwards. It's uh, it's Donovan Smith, the quarterback of Texas Tech. Now he is battling with Tyler Shuck right now, the mm. Oregon transfer. <laughs> but the reason why I'm high on this is they hired Zach Kitley as the OC. Zach Can you K- even bet this anywhere? Uh, yeah, I see Shuck okay. is out there. Shuck is out there. Uh. But I don't know that who's who's winning the job. Something to monitor in the next couple of weeks. But guess who? Uh, Zach Kitley was the OC when they had Bailey Zappi last year, who threw for like oh, sixty-five touchdowns. I see. So, so I think they're going to be firing the laser all over the field. The question nice. is, is it a big enough brand to 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 win a Heisman? But I do expect video game-like numbers out of the quarterback position at Texas point. Tech. Should should we at least bring up Bo Nix in Oregon? I just think third coordinator Name. in third year, uh, in three years. Not, I just think it's. I think it's just a tall order. Uh, Hale State, Will Rogers, seventy to one. Do we want to? Do we mention that air raid guy? Potentially, I think the numbers might be there, but I, the question is, is will they give it to him just because he's in the air raid? I, 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 I don't know. That, Can I go dark horse? Dark horse? Yeah. Jerkovic. Oh, I like that. Boston College, I like that. eighty to yeah. one. I mean, I guess it's not any. He's a than baller, man. I, uh, you know, Devin Leary getting a lot of the press uh, and Van Dyke for Miami. <sighs> I, I, I think Jerkovic healthy. If is, he's is healthy than, and yeah. he does his thing and he leads Boston College to a surprise season, it's. I mean, it's it's going to be solely because this guy's a beast and and everyone's going to be making the Big Ben comps and they're going to be. I mean, you want to talk about a dark horse to go first overall next year? It's yeah. this dude because yeah. he's going to measure well. He's big. He's strong. He's coming from the Northeast, which for some reason seems to boost the stock of guys sometimes. Well, the Heisman's so, in New York City. Boom, right there. So uh, why, why don't we lock it down? I'll go Hooker 40 to 1, Thompson Robinson 80 to 1, and Jerkovic 80 can, to 1. Can I throw Ooh. out one more sure. wild one? one, more, one more Deuce wild. Vaughn at Kansas State. Oh, yes. Uh, look, Colin Klein's a new OC. Uh, I really think with Martinez oh, and Vaughn, they're going to be a dynamic run game. 
And Deuce Vaughn, I, I, Patty C really, really disagreed with me here, but I said, yes, he's kind of got a little bit of, it sounds horrible to say Uh he's got a little bit of Barry Sanders to him. Oh wow. And, and he he, better have a lot of Barry Sanders. (laughs) If he's winning the Heisman (laughs) trophy at five, six, I'm just saying, watch out. That dude is electric, man. He is, he is hard to tackle. Uh, So, all right, Colby, I feel like he gave out nine picks. What are your top three here? Yeah, no, we got him. I got him. Yeah, add Vaughn to mine. Take take. Uh, no, no, he's got Anderson, Cunningham, and Vaughn. Okay, go. Anderson, Cunningham, and Vaughn. Can, can I give you one more quick fun one? No. Uh, okay. Sure. What do you got? Marvin Harrison Jr. at Ohio State. <laughs> what is that one at? One hundred fifty to one. Okay. One hundred twenty to one. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, no, Adrian Martinez was the guy. Because what? If, what if? They run the shit out of him, Colby. Yeah, 151 down there. You can put some monster numbers up. No fucking way. I'm betting that, but I did want to bring it up. All right, all right. Uh, Yeah. So there are the Heisman Trophy picks, and uh, we're gonna get to Phil Steele in just a second. Before we do that, shout out to IP Vanish. You want to make your internet security problems disappear? Got to go to IP Vanish. Again, you can uh, use it for a uh, streaming device like a Fire Stick. Unlimited devices doesn't slow down your streaming. And again, internet security, passwords, browsing history, hint, hint. So many things you can keep locked up, safe and secure. And IPVanish does it all. It's the official VPN of SGPN and the one we know, we use, we trust it. IPVanish.com slash SGP gets you 70% off. That's right, 70% off and a free 30 day money back guarantee. All you got to do is go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. And of course, our buddy Dave. That's right. We've all been in a spot where we could use a uh, you know couple extra bucks here or there, uh, and you you don't want to have to ask your friends for help. Your parents. That's always kind of embarrassing. But that's why you got your good buddy Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to five hundred dollars instantly with extra cash, more money to fill your tank, get a wedding gift, catch up on your bills. Buy some stuff at the uh, SGPN merch store. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out. Again, this is great. No interest, no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D A V E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. Terms and conditions go to Dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Bank provided by Evolve member FDIC. Joining us on the line, the one and only college football guru himself, Phil Steele. Phil, appreciate you calling in the show, man. Hey, a real pleasure. How are you how is everybody doing over there today? Doing great. I mean, uh, Colby over here, he's previewing every uh all 131 uh college football teams. So he's he's knee deep in it. Uh we're we're just counting down the days till kickoff. Gotta start a big picture here. You know, we saw tons of realignment when it came to players and all these NIL deals, the transfer portals, but what about what are your thoughts on the it feels like we're gonna see two super conferences, USC and UCLA uh joining uh, the Big Ten. It just feels like the first domino. But what are you what are your thoughts overall on conference realignment? Yeah, I think uh, you know, when I was asked that question two years ago, I said we're headed towards five sixteen team super conferences. Uh if I was asked that question last year, I'd say, hey, the Big Twelve's about to go by the wayside without Oklahoma and Texas. And now the Big 12 looks to be in good shape, uh, but once again, if you ask me, this year it does look like we're headed to two or three super conferences. 
each with 20 plus teams. But the one thing certain about college football, and I just went back and, and looked it up. Uh, the first year of my magazine was 1995. There was this conference called the Southwest conference with Texas, Texas A&M, <laughs> and they disbanded half of them went to the big 12 half to the sec. And you thought at that time, wow, what a major shakeup in college football. But the one thing that's remained consistent in the 28 years of the magazine is there's change in college football. Yeah, no. And, and I, I'm just imagining a young Colby. If he was hosting a podcast, you can't destroy the Southwest conference. It'll kill the game. <laughs> And somehow, uh, somehow it survived. You talk about change. Um, bunch of uh, first-year head coaches at big programs: Lincoln Riley at USC, uh, Brian Kelly and his new accent down in LSU, uh, Brent Venerables over at Oklahoma, Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. I, I mean, if you had to put your money on one of those coaches' programs getting into the playoff uh, year one, which would you go? I mean, maybe Riley's the favorite, but w- what are your thoughts? Yeah, my favorite would actually be Brett Venables of Oklahoma. And it's not necessarily uh, what he's inheriting. He only has five starters back on offense, five on defense this year. But the one thing we saw in college football last year was, uh, you know, I talked to like this year, for example, I talked to 120 of the 131 head coaches. And uh, last year when I talked to the head coaches, almost every one of them, 90% of them said, Phil, this is the deepest team I have ever had. We were able to go three deep in the spring. I had to readjust my experience chart in the magazine is every team had 17, 18, 19, 20 returning starters yeah. coming back. The only ones that didn't were the powers because they lost players, to the NFL and look what happened. Clemson did not even get to the ACC title game. That shocked a lot of folks. Ohio state did not get to the big 10 title game. Oklahoma did not get to the big 12 title game. And even Alabama, they lost to Texas A&M got out gained by Florida, barely got past LSU should have lost to Auburn or they wouldn't have been in the playoff last year. Well, I think this year we see a return to form because everybody's lost players. And when I look at Oklahoma last year, their two losses came to Baylor and Oklahoma state and both were on the road. Now Baylor had practically their entire team back last year. Oklahoma state had their entire defense back last year. Most of its offense and Oklahoma had lost some to uh, the the thing and then lost two road games. Well, this year they've got five starters back on offense and five on defense, but they had in a transfer quarterback in Dylan Gabriel from UCF. Now in yeah. 2019, Dylan Gabriel had a phenomenal year. UCF was among the nation's leader in points scored and his offensive coordinator was Jeff Levy. Well, guess who his offensive coordinator is here, here at Oklahoma. It's Jeff Levy. They've got one of my best offensive lines in the country. Venables knows defense. And then the schedule sets up really well for Oklahoma. Their two toughest games, Baylor and Oklahoma state are both at home. And the last three non COVID years, they are 20 and zero at home. So add it all up. I've got Oklahoma favored in all their games this year. I think they have an excellent shot at uh, actually getting to the playoff. Are you at all worried for me? I had a, a philosophy of bet the teams that are leaving the conference uh, on the under you know, like Texas and Oklahoma last year. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think with you, USC and UCLA this year, all of a sudden a game to Corvallis, that's probably going to be the last time they go to Corvallis or they go, you know, UCLA going to wherever. Uh, I, I, are you at all concerned uh, win totals wise, you know, with, with Oklahoma, with Texas, with UCLA and USC, all these teams are going to get the best punch from all these, all these small town schools. Well, I think Oklahoma and Texas got their best punch last year from those schools. Cause it was the first year round. It was really fresh. 
Now this year, when they play Baylor and Oklahoma State, you got a feeling Oklahoma would be playing with a little bit of revenge, plus new head coach in town. So I think it's a little bit more accepted. I do think USC and UCLA, that would be a concern for me. I do think USC and UCLA should have good years, but uh, yeah, those road trips do concern me a little bit. It, it, I mean, just listening to Phil talk about this Oklahoma Sooners team, it's almost like he was listening to our show when I was <laughs> discussing that Oklahoma is a rare team priced at 40 to one to win the national championship with real access to the playoff. And as a smarter man than me, just hi- highlighted <laughs> a, a, a real case to being a team that's going to get back to form this year. Are, so. are you at all concerned? The Nebraska. So I was high on Nebraska last year. I looked like a fool. They ended up going three and nine. They lose every game by I think nine points or less. Uh, are you at all concerned about Oklahoma playing in Lincoln, Nebraska? I know they got Mark Whipple, the new OC. What, what do you make of the Cornhuskers this year? Yeah, I've only got Oklahoma a three-point favorite in that game, so it, it is a concern. Uh, when you look at Nebraska, they were a team that was much better than its final record would indicate. In fact, last year, Nebraska was plus 56 yards per game it's in Big crazy. Ten play. Now, generally, if you play a nine-game schedule and you're plus 56 yards, you go six and three, seven and two, maybe even eight and one. And what did Nebraska do in the Big Ten last year? They went one and eight. And as you pointed out. They lost a lot of close games. In fact, they are the poster child for one of the articles in my magazine, which is called Close Wins, Close Losses. And basically it says that if you had a lot of close losses the previous year, you were better than your record. And generally things turn around the next year and you have a much better record. And uh, the chart really only goes up to maybe five close loss, net close losses, maybe six. And Nebraska had seven last year. And what I mean by throwing in the word net there is you take the close wins and then you subtract off the close losses. And in Nebraska's case, they didn't have any close wins. They won their games by 45, 25, and 49 points. All their losses were on the close side. So I think they are a dangerous team. Now, it's early in the year. Mark Whipple is the new offensive coordinator, and that's a big change. I know talking to Coach Narduzzi like I do every year, uh, Mark Whipple likes to throw the football, and this is a big change for Nebraska. So I wonder how quickly the offense will acclimate to the to the uh, the new schemes that they have. They have talent. They've proven they can play with the big boys. I think Oklahoma gets a real test, much like they did last year when they played Nebraska. But I think Oklahoma can survive that in a close one. I gotta ask because it sounds. I mean, honestly, for us, the I think some of the 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 added value in your magazine is the access you have to all these coaches. You mentioned you talked to 120 of them. I got to ask what, what's up with the 11 who didn't want to talk to you. (laughs) You know, sometimes we run out of time scheduling things and uh, uh, you know, we get to the last two weeks of the magazine and the, the, the coach contacts us and says, you know, I could do Wednesday at this time. It's like, Nope, can't do that. (laughs) I've got three coaches scheduled that day. How about the, how about Friday at noon? Nope, can't do that. And then we can't, can't get it scheduled in. Here's one of the coaches I didn't talk to this year, Timmy Chang of Hawaii. So, you know, it does vary as thing. to uh, the different <laughs> coaches, but eventually I'll get to talk to them all. So then I guess selfishly, and, and sorry for hijacking this portion, I'm a Virginia Tech fan. Everyone seems very excited about Coach Pry. I, I have to imagine he's one of the coaches that made himself accessible, accessible to you. How was the conversation with Brent? It was great. And I love the fact that he, he loves Bud Foster's defense, wants Bud Foster's defense there. We know how good Bud Foster's defense was, and we know how the defense has struggled the last two years. Uh, I expect to return to form on the defensive side of the ball. They've got seven starters back. Uh, he goes to Bud Foster's offense all the time. They talk to Bud Foster and 
I'm a huge Bud Foster fan to begin with. I think they have a lot of talent on the defense side of the ball. They need good quarterback play. Uh, Grant Wells, I'm not a huge fan of for Marshall, but he's a very capable quarterback. Same thing with Jason Brown from South Carolina. And with the other parts they have around, if they get the return to the home field edge, which I really think is a, a priority for Coach Pry, then they get a lot of those key games at home. I think they turn it around. I've got them picked higher than most in the Coastal at fourth. I think they're picked, uh, I believe they were picked fifth or sixth in the Coastal this year. But I, I think Virginia Tech has a better than expected year. Hokies do better when there are no expectations coming with it. Yes. And, and, and folks out there, if, if you haven't picked up a Phil Steele magazine, I, look, drop the Colby's other ones. It twice, it's sorry. the greatest thing you can get when it comes to college football. And it's been that All way right. for, for 30 Let's years. Pull back the yeah. It's the only yeah. thing I've seen Colby read. Well, I mean, we, we, we have to be complimentary <laughs> to Phil here because Colby was setting off to start previewing his, uh, his oh, 130 yes. team yeah. previews one by one. <laughs> And and we didn't have the mag. He didn't have the magazine yet. And he's like, guys, no, we can't, I can't do this. I need, I yeah. need the damn magazine. So like you're trying to give me. I, look, they they supplied me with a couple magazines early on, and I go, no, 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 no. This this is nonsense here. Not give me Phil Steele. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, well, appreciate you coming on, and of course, go to philsteel.com or wherever great uh, magazines are sold. Uh, you know, friend of the program, Mike Leach. We had him on uh, earlier on the show. One, I'd I'd love to know. Did you talk to Mike Leach? And then two, um, what do you what do you make of uh, you know Mississippi State year three in Starkville? Do you think this could be a breakout year for uh, Mississippi State? Yeah, I, I do get to talk to Coach Leach every year. The conversations are usually interesting. Uh, he's usually in Florida. <laughs> we have that same experience. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I, I think the one call was a two-hour call. As he walked along the beach, and you know, people coming up saying, "Hey, Coach, how you doing?" <laughs> yeah, we, you have to pause and wait. And yeah, he's a he's a very interesting uh, person to talk to. And I really like the job he's doing here at Mississippi State. And this is his best team in his three years. He's got seventeen returning starters coming back. Uh, Will Rogers is a guy that uh, the emphasis is going to be getting him to throw the football down the field more. He's been a very good at taking his checks and and, do, and hitting, excuse me, seventy three percent of his passes. But I think you're going to see more downfield throws this year. They've got two really good running backs in Dylan Johnson and Jaquavius Marks. And if you look at just the rushing yards, you might not think much of them. But keep in mind, Mississippi State's run game or Mike Leach's run game is a lot of short passes to the running backs. So you have to factor in the pass receiving yards and the running backs along with the running back yards to really get the true uh, thing of their effect. Uh, defensively, they are loaded. They've got practically everybody back from last year. The one thing I don't like about Mississippi state this year is the schedule. When you look at the schedule, they have to play LSU on the road. Yeah. They play Texas A&M at home at Kentucky at Alabama. They get Georgia at home and at old miss. They very well could be an underdog in seven games this year. Now I don't think they're going to lose seven games, but I think they have the toughest schedule of any of the, uh, besides Vanderbilt, uh, but uh, maybe even tougher than Vanderbilt. I've got the second toughest schedule in the country next to Auburn this year. Uh, if they had a kicker last year, they would have probably won huh. 10 games. <laughs> yeah. No uh, doubt about it. And then, then he went out and brought in uh Biscardi from coastal Carolina. He brought in Ben Rayburn from North Northern Colorado. Believe me, kicker uh, bothered him a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, you can imagine. Uh, one of your uh, and I always, I'm always excited to look at your surprise teams list. Um, 
and you know, a lot of times it, it correlates with like teams who had a bunch of uh, net close losses, but the one team that jumped out at me that I, I feel like is getting a little bit of buzz. What's your take on the NC state Wolfpack uh, this year and, and their chances to be a surprise team. That's yeah, a talented squad. You look at them defensively. I mean, remember last year, Peyton Wilson got injured early, and you're like, "Oh boy, there goes the North Carolina State defense." And Isaiah Moore steps in, does a tremendous job in his place, just as good a job. Well, now they've got both Wilson and Moore and Drake Thomas, and all back at linebacker. They have my number two linebacker unit in the country. DBs, I rate them number three in the country. Heck, they were number four in my pass efficiency defense last year. Uh, they've got 10 starters back on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, you'd like to have a veteran quarterback. Well, they got one, Devin Leary's back, and they've got dangerous receivers and Thayer Thomas and Devin Carter and a veteran offensive line. So it's a very good NC State team. Now, uh, earlier on, I, I talked about how some teams are very experienced heading into last year. NC State was one of those. They had 19 returning starters. They took on an inexperienced Clemson at home. They won that game in two overtimes. Well, this year, they're on par with Clemson in terms of experience. Clemson's got 15 returning starters. They've got 17. Clemson's at home in Death Valley. I think that's going to be a tough win for them. To win the ACC, they'd have to beat Clemson on the road. I think that's going to be tough. The Louisville game on the road is going to be tough. But I can definitely see them getting the double-digit wins. I believe they're over under win totals 8.5. And and if they get past Clemson somehow early, and they'll have confidence after beating them last year, then they are a threat to win the ACC. Bill, I think Sean's trying to get me uh, riled up over here because I'm an East Carolina guy. He mentions <laughs> NC State. I say ten point dog week one in Greenville. Give me the Pirates. Talk to me about that game and talk. What do you think about ECU and the AAC this year? You know, I put out a, a weekly newsletter called Inside the Press Box, and uh, I got on the East Carolina bandwagon early last year. It happened when they uh, upset Marshall. Uh, and then the, the next time they or, or no, actually, yeah, they upset Marshall. And then they, they beat Tulane and covered for me the UCF game. They probably should have won. Should have beaten South covered. Carolina. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. South Carolina got the field goal on the last play. Uh, the Houston game. I thought they outplayed Houston. They lost that thing in overtime, but guess what? They covered UCF USF. They played them at home. They covered temple at home. They covered. Uh, the Memphis game on the road, they pulled the outright upset and covered, and then they lost by a half point against Navy, but they gave me a nice seven game win streak for my best bet. So I'm a huge East Carolina fan. And Mike Houston's doing a great job building that program. He's got eight starters back on defense. And I still remember my first phone call with coach Houston. Uh, he actually told me at the time, and I guess it's okay to say now uh, he had said that his James Madison defense was superior to what he had at East Carolina. I didn't want to put that in print that year. There's a lot of things that the coaches tell me I can't put in print, but it was <laughs> true. And uh, they had a, a small speedy defense and he wanted big guys up front. It's taken him four years to get bigger up front. They are bigger. They've got a quarterback in Holton Ayers who's uh, experienced. They've got two dynamic running backs and Kia Tom Mitchell and Rajay Harris and the offensive line looks solid. I think they're a legitimate contender in the American conference. And, and my number on the NC state game, I only had NC state, a, a three point favorite in that game. So I think East Carolina at home fired up for their state rival. will give East NC today uh, a great game in the open. I was a little surprised to see double digits. Yeah. It's a classic case of uh, not only is it little brother facing big brother, but it's a program that has uh, would you say a track record of choking in the big moment? Yes, and, so- and they've only won <laughs> once in Greenville ever. So I'm telling you, take place Ooh, your bets. Now money people. line dog. Uh, Let's go. Uh, Phil uh, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban went after, went, went at it this off season, as I'm sure you know. And uh, 
October eighth, they meet in Tuscaloosa. Who are you going with? <laughs> well, I'm a. I've got the tide favorite as double digits in every game. Uh, personally, <laughs> I think the the current line on that one, Alabama's a 16 point favorite. I don't know if I'd lay that much because uh, when I look at the two rosters side by side. The talent's pretty close. I mean, Jimbo Fisher didn't just have the best recruiting class this year. He's had five great recruiting classes going over the team with coach Fisher. Uh, you get to the third string and they're what I call VHTs are very highly touted players. So they are extremely uh, talented. Now, the one thing A&M is lacking is experience. Uh, I talked about last year. Nobody was experienced among the big boys. Alabama's number 52 on my experience chart, which is high for them with the amount of players they lose to the NFL. A&M comes in number 124 in my experience chart. So they've got a lot of, a lot of things lost from last year, especially along the defensive line, but all eight units rank in my top units. And I think as we finished each position this year with coach Fisher, he would say, well, we're going to be good this year. We're going to be great next year. I'm really chomping at the bit to talk about Texas A&M next year, but playing at Alabama and check this out. The three games prior to Alabama are Miami of Florida, then they have to travel to Arlington and play Arkansas. Then they have to travel and face Mississippi state on the road. Then a third straight road game at Alabama makes it a pretty tough circumstance. But I think A&M's got the talent to hang with Bama. They'll have five games under their belts. So it won't be as inexperienced as you perceive. Uh, I think it's going to be close to the spread. I like Bama by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Now, if they meet in the octagon, who are you taking? <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you what, those two coaches. Uh, you know, I like I like what they did at the SEC media days, and and they used to like like Coach Fisher said they got into some heated arguments when uh, Fisher was a, an assistant at Alabama, and I, I think those two uh, there's a mutual respect there. You, you you talk about um, you know turnover. Uh, obviously, Michigan made it to the playoff last year. They lost both coordinators. Lost a lot of their defense. Uh, pretty tough schedule. Where do you where do you think Michigan ends up in the Big Ten? Do they have a shot of uh, returning to the playoffs? Uh, if they upset Ohio State on the road, I think they do. And let me run it through you. Uh, with Michigan, uh, yeah, they lose a lot. They lose Hutchinson and Najabo, their two pass rushers. No tackle Chris Hinton, linebacker John Ross, defensive back Daxton Hill, who was a first round draft pick. Brad Hawkins, Vincent Gray, another couple guys from the secondary. They're not going to be as good defensively as last year. But last year they only gave up 17 points per game. This year they still be a top 25 defense. They've got my number one rated offensive line in college football. They've got my number one special teams in college football. They've got two really good quarterbacks in Cade McNamara and JJ McCarthy. And then you got to love their schedule. They only have three road games prior to playing Ohio State. They're at Iowa, at Indiana, and at Rutgers. Currently in Vegas, Michigan's a four-point favorite at Iowa. I think if they get past the Iowa on the road, and that's not going to be easy, they'll be eleven and zero when they play Ohio State. But I've got Ohio State a two-touchdown favorite in that game, playing with revenge at home, series history. And the fact that uh, Ohio State's loaded this year, my number one offense and a vastly improved defense. So I think Michigan's chances of being 11 and 0 when they play Ohio State are good. I don't know what their chances are of beating Ohio State. Michigan was a was a bit of a surprise team to sneak into the college football playoff. Obviously, Cincinnati, a uh, bit of a surprise, I guess, as well to some degree. What are what are uh, teams that you think have an outside shot that might be a surprise team to get into the uh, college football playoff this year? Yeah, one of those teams would be Utah, who I don't think anybody's really talking about right now. And when you look at Utah, strong at the line of scrimmage, always under Coach Whittingham. That's uh, something that happens every year. Uh, the back seven is solid on defense. They have a legitimate top 10 defense. 
Offensively, they opened up uh, one and two last year, but then Cam Rising took over a QB. They were much different. As you saw the, in the Pac-12 title game, they beat Oregon 38-10. to 10. Very easily could have beaten Ohio State in the Rose Bowl game last year. Uh, they've got the bulk of the team back. Their uh, number uh, up there on my experience chart is more experienced. Eight starters back on offense. And then when you look at their schedule, they could very well run the table. Now, I've got them in the top six. I got number six in the country. I think they'll be in the preseason top 10. So I wasn't able to put them on my surprise team list. But I think if Utah made the playoff, there'll be a lot of surprise people out there, especially with the lack of respect that the Pac-12 is getting. And then the other team to throw out at you would be the Pitt Panthers. And I know Pitt lost both Kenny Pickett and Addison at wide receiver. But I tell you what, Narduzzi does a phenomenal job every year developing the defense. Seems like every year they lose two, three starters on the D-line to the NFL, and they still are top-notch. Last year, they once again had 54 sacks. This year, they got the entire D-line back. They got my number two D-line in the country, loaded defensively, one of the top 10 defenses out there. Keaton Slovis comes in from USC. I think he's going to do a fine job at quarterback. The offensive line's better than it was last year. They'll be able to run the football better with Abin Kanda and Vincent Davis. And uh, I think the receiving core is going to surprise you. If you're looking for a surprise fantasy football player, take Kenyatta Mumford, who comes over from, or Mumfield, I should say, who comes over from Akron. I thought he did well with very limited supporting cast. He's got a better supporting cast here. Add it all up. They probably have to beat Miami on the road in the season final to run the table and go undefeated. But last year on the ACC road, they went 4-0 and won their games by 23 points per game. So my two surprise teams would be Utah and Pitt. I like it. I like it. Look, last year we end the show with, I asked you if, if uh, my number one lock of Kansas <laughs> over one win was doable. And you said, well, you're going to push. I think you could push. I don't know about the over overcame true. We almost had it. We had Oklahoma Texas. on the ropes too. Yes. Uh, uh, that this year, the win totals at two and a half. I'm going to lock it up again on the over. Am I crazy Phil for Lance Le- Leopold uh, year two? You are not crazy this year, my friend. I think when you take a look at uh, Kansas last year, you know that Leipold came in after spring, basically. He was there for the spring game, and that was it. Had to learn the schemes, had to learn the players. They got past South Dakota, and then they're one and eight, and they're a 31 point dog to Texas. And that thought they controlled that game start to finish, come out of there with the win. Then they nearly knocked off TCU nearly knocked off West Virginia going over the team with coach Leipold. They are vastly improved in year two though. You know, they'll beat Tennessee tech. They'll beat Duke. And then they just have to pull one upset during the year. Was it is a TCU at home? Possible. Iowa state at home is a possibility. Iowa state's always better as a dog than a favorite. And if you can knock off Texas as a 31 point dog, and then nearly pull upsets as three touchdown dogs the next two weeks, I think they'd pull one upset and get you there. So I like them over the total for sure. And a player to watch is Jalen Daniels who quarterbacked them the last three games. And now he's there the whole season. Oh, you're speaking my language, Phil. You're speaking my language. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, Jayhawks over hammer that hot, thing hot guys. Two years in a row. We go right <laughs> to the Kansas. Well, going to, going to the big programs. Well, <laughs> Phil appreciate you calling in. Obviously everyone go out and get the 2022 college football preview You can get it over at philsteel.com. That's P H I L steel S T E E L E.com. Phil appreciate it as always. And uh, best of luck with the season. Hey, thanks. A lot of fun talking football with you guys today. And just one real quick note, Barnes and Noble is the best place out there. If you're up out looking for it or philsteel.com. but Hey, a lot of fun talking football. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, Phil. Take care.
Big thanks as always to Phil Steele. Make sure you head over to philsteel.com. Favorite part about the Phil Steele interview is the um, the post game with Colby, where he's like, you know, Phil said this, but uh, I think he's overlooking. <laughs> Colby does like an instant <laughs> analysis of the interview. Uh, uh, it, that was that was a ton of fun, and Phil's great. Like oh. you can really. <clears throat> You can really just kind of bring up any topic college football and just he's immediately on top. He's he, not East Carolina is one of his favorite teams, guys. He's he, not he won me was, over. He won me over there. <laughs> that was funny too. And he's like, I don't think you're wrong about Kansas last year. And I would just want to interrupt and be like, Well, we were right uh, on Kansas last year on the over. So he doesn't think we're crazy because we're not Jayhawks, baby. Rock chalk. Colby, uh, how many teams have you previewed so far, and how many do you have left to go on the college? Oh football man, I, I, I'm in the 40s left, I think. Uh, wow. As far as well, at least as recorded, I, I've recorded some forward. So uh, only I'm in the high 40s for. You've already uh, gone to the future. Yeah, I'm in the future, man. So uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, you know we might have some 2.0s. Might I'm trying mm. to find a way. FCS to, teams to, well, I mean, I can't find a win total right now, but mm. I want to be able to cover North Dakota State, South Dakota State, Montana, Montana State, Jackson State. Oh, the just Deion the big Sanders. FCS programs. Well, I'm, there's no win totals. Can, can there's we, no win totals, so we, I'm, I'm hoping that they would at least drop them for them. Can we lock in a SoCon preview? Hell yeah! Right. <laughs> uh, and by the Is way, for Jong? We, Is that for Jong? Is that for Jong? It's for Jong. It's for me. It's for all the Kramer gang. Look, I I think it's uh you know second year in a row now. Phil Steele's here heard a different. Colby got the wrong mag story. <laughs> it's true. Yes, yeah, so we did realize we we told that uh, twice. But Phil, no, no, it was a different. Story. It was a different. Yeah. It was a different. Uh, Same premise, different story. <laughs> Brand uh, loyalty. Phil Steele and, and the database. And Sean, if you're keeping track at home, the the list of people who are madly in love with Coach Pry. Oh, continues keep, to grow. Uh, yeah, that was the other. <laughs> Please pull the video. That was the, the Sean reacting to me asking that question. Yeah. He, Ryan's like, so uh, <laughs> Phil, Phil, just I know you talked to a lot of coaches. One of them had to be Coach Pry. Now, was he? Uh, he was probably like moving some heavy things. Yeah. Bef- like during the interview, did he you, mention what he had for lunch? Can you talk about the heavy things? Did you <laughs> mention how much protein he had that day? Because I want to know that. Okay, you like you like Coach Pry too. Okay, yeah. Sweet. Are All you right. saying it was Let's a leading go. question? <laughs> you, you didn't. I mean, what's he gonna say? Oh, Coach Pry, that guy's a huge loser. <laughs> gonna get his ass kicked by Coach Pry if he says that. Yeah, he likes Bud <laughs> Foster too, friend of the program. Yes, we got a ton of friends of the program and it's our friends, content, Sean. Our friends, you, the audience, toss us a bone. Uh, give us a, a nice rating on Apple Podcasts. Uh, s- take a screenshot of you writing the review. And then uh, open up your SGPN app, click contest, submit it. Very easy. And you got an awesome chance to win free gear every Monday, aka Merch Monday. Maybe I'll throw a hat in there, a coffee mug. We got a ton of stuff over at store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean, second the money green, and he is Ryan. Sean, make sure you follow me at Kramer Centric. Kramer, let it ride. <laughs>